This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Danny Wexelman with Astros reporter Brian McTaggart, who is probably finally caught up on sleep. Brian, is that right? Yeah, caught up on uh, a lot of things. It was a uh, whirlwind uh, month of October, but I think I'm finally getting my, my life back together after uh, Astros winning the World Series and, and being, uh, being gone so much. That's what we like to hear. So let's quickly talk about A.J. Hinch, who was up for Manager of the Year. He didn't end up winning, but Brian, can you kind of tell me one of your favorite stories about Hinch from this season that people may not know about him? You know, I think uh, I think one of the things about Hinch that that, that um, maybe people don't realize if you're not around him every day is uh, is how I guess how how committed he was to um, this lineup, even when things weren't going well. You know, the first week of the season, and, and there was times when people wanted Springer out of the leadoff spot. Yeah, and we saw it in the World Series too. Even though you know the World Series didn't come into manager of the year voting. People are like, man, you got to drop Springer after that first game, and you know he stuck with them, and that—that's really what he did all year. Was just stuck with his guys, um, let them work through their struggles, know he had their backs, and also you got to remember the the amount of injuries the Astros had to overcome this year. Right. At one point, all all five of their starting pitchers were on the DL. I mean, and they still won 101 games. That, I mean, that's pretty hard to fathom. And we all know about the hurricane and, you know, the way they, they had to navigate through that and Hinch taking the microphone at Minute Maid. But to me, I think what, what sets him apart is just the belief he has in his guys. And he doesn't he, – he's not into knee-jerk reactions. He's, he doesn't care what the fans think about who, who should play here and there or the criticism he gets. Um, he wants Springer hitting leadoff. Springer's going to hit leadoff all year, and it pays off. He thinks Altuve should hit third. Altuve hits third. And he just has a, a real belief in his guys that he's going to get it done. I feel like that was really obvious, too. I, I love the confidence that he had in the team and that just because Springer had that moment of panic, I think everyone started pushing the panic button, but he knew, Hinch knew that, that he believed in his guy to come through. I want to spotlight Carlos Beltran, who announced his retirement this week after 20 years. He went out on top getting his ring. I feel like we could probably dedicate an entire <laughs> podcast to Carlos Beltran. But I'd also like to hear a story maybe you have about him from this season. Something, again, people may not have heard about him or is it something you noticed about him. Yeah, well, we all you know we've heard the stories and how valuable he is to this team. You know, he, he didn't have the year on the field like anyone wanted. His playing time dwindled, didn't play a whole lot in the playoffs. But right. Brent Strom told, the pitching coach Brent Strom told a great story the other day on how um, he was with uh, Beltron in the dugout and Beltron knew what pitches were coming um, from the opposition, the, the other pitcher. He's like, look, he's going to throw a fastball this pitch. It was a fastball. He's like, okay, this pitch is going to be a slider. It was a slider. Beltran knew every pitch that was coming. He was he was picking it up. Uh, he even helped Strom tell him that some of his pitchers were tipping their pitches 
Um, he just picked up on things that, um, you know, 20 years of experience gives you. And, you know, there's stories about him uh, in the World Series picking up some pitches that you Darvish was 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 uh, tipping in, in both those World Series games when he didn't get out of the second inning either time. So, um, but to for him to even talk to the pitching coach, you know, someone who you know is in a different universe than him and is dealing with pitching and Beltran's a player, and say, hey, um, I can help you, uh, you know, with, with some of your pitchers because I'm I'm picking up on pitches they're tipping. Just kind of says, kind of speaks volumes to what he brought to the team and why I think everyone expects him to be a manager at some point soon. Yeah, absolutely. So the two questions I think that follow right after Beltron announced his retirement. Number one, and I'm going to ask you these, do you see him enshrined in Cooperstown? Oh, yeah, I think he's in. I mean, you look at the overall body of work, the numbers, the, the playoff the playoff numbers, um, you know, one of the great October performers ever. But even, you know, he did fall short of some major milestones. But if you look over all the body of work, I think everything's there. And then manager, obviously the Yankees still haven't filled their position. So everyone has been, of course, speculating. And the rumor mill is is churning overtime right now. Do you see him? I know he talked about wanting to manage in Puerto Rico, but do you see him managing the Yankees one day too? You know, I could see it. I don't know if it'll be now. You know, he lives in New York, and I know that when he retired, he spoke of being away from his family and how tough that, you know, how tough that's been. But, you know, if he's going to live in New York then uh, <laughs> in, in the city that he manages, you know, that's going to make it easier. Yeah. Um, you know, it's kind of interesting, the, the manager search for the Yankees, because, you know, some names are coming out, and none of the names really jump up and make you go, wow. And, you know, maybe, maybe Beltran is the guy, but I do think that he's going to want to take that, uh, you, you know, just – just knowing Carlos, he's going to want to take that year off or so to sort of refocus with his family and reconnect. And but I think when he's whenever he's ready, he's going to have a shot to, to manage. I think, and I think the Yankees, uh, if not now, eventually would be a great place for him. Yeah, absolutely. He deserves the break first of all, and second of all, I think yeah. any team would be really lucky to have a guy with his insights on their team in any role. All right, Brian, oh. let's. Let's talk about Brian McCann. He hosted a celebrity softball tournament to raise money and awareness for childhood cancer. They raised no big deal, a million, if wow. not more. What can you say about the kind of person that McCann is off the field to complement what he's doing on the field? Well, he's ultimate professional. You know, I, obviously, I, I never really dealt with him much before this year. Heard great things, and, uh, you know, everything you hear was true. Just, uh, a true professional on and off the field, you know, lives in the Atlanta area, went home, and, and even though he's not playing with the Braves anymore, still still held this event to raise a lot of money. Um, and, he, you know, again, he's, he's a guy kind of like Beltran who brought so much knowledge to the team. Lance McCullers said that Brian McCann's the MVP of the team just because all the stuff that, that he taught the pitchers and the pitching staff. Um, you know, and the Astros brought in Beltran and McCann and Reddick just for these reasons, and they were sort of the missing piece, if you will, but you know, it's not surprising that the McCann's doing this stuff. I mean, even it's been a, it's been two weeks since they won the World Series, and 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 you know, yeah, the Astros have been on uh, you know the talk show circuits and Jimmy yeah. Kimmel and things like that. But Joe Musgrove was at a hospital in Houston a week after winning the World Series meeting. And with, I love with, that, with, Brian. Yeah. I texted you about that because I wanted to know, you know, is this yeah. guy for real? Is this really who he is? And you were like, yeah, he's a great person. Yeah. Genuine, genuine. Something he wanted to do. Carlos Correa. Uh, just the other day was at uh, a children's hospital. His fiance, of course, he, we now know, all know that he has a fiance that he proposed to <laughs> on the field at game seven was like, hey, when things settle down, let's go to a hospital. And so Correa was at a children's hospital 
in Houston, uh, just meeting with kids and literally kissing babies and holding babies. And um, they do these things just because they want to, and they, they want to give back, and they know how much this community, uh, you know, rallied around them, and, and they want to give back, and it's just uh, it's just really amazing to see. Yeah, I mean, it's a team of good guys. I feel like there yeah. aren't really villains on this team, and two other guys who are racking up a ton of hardware, Jose Altuve and George Springer, you know, we also have to talk about Altuve, who's up for the MVP in the American League. What what have you been hearing about that? Obviously, I think it's between him and Aaron Judge. What do you think is going to happen? Well, I think he's going to win. And and for me, what, what separates him over Aaron Judge, and Judge had a great year, unanimous rookie of the year, well-deserved. Um, and you look at the home run numbers, RBI numbers, amazing for, for someone in his first full year in the big leagues. But what separates Altuve for me is just the consistency and, um, right. and the way he hit he hit lefties as well as he hit righties. He hit um, he hit a clutch and late situations. He yes. hit at home as well as he hit on the road. Um, he hit off-speed pitches as well as breaking pitches. I mean, you can go through any number, any any metric, and there was never a slump. There was never a lull. There was never a time when um, you know he wasn't helping carry this team. I mean, Correa goes out for close to eight weeks with a thumb injury, and he was hitting behind Altuve. So what does Altuve hit? In that eight weeks, Correa's out. Altuve hits 384. So <laughs> I mean, he picked up his game, and even without Correa behind him, um, he's you know he's playing at, at a, a super elite level. And he he hit third on the best team in the in the deepest batting order for right. a reason because he's the best hitter in the game, and I think he'll win the MVP. All right, I like that. I like that argument. I think that's pretty solid, Brian. Listen, I don't think I don't think the World Series has really sunk in to anybody yet, but we're going to already look ahead to the future because okay. Kyle Tucker needs to be talked about right now. He's making a name right. for himself in the Fall League. He's baseball's number 7 prospect and he's doing a lot in Arizona to improve his game. But specifically, can you talk about what he's out there to focus on? Well, I think he's out there to focus on on hitting more than anything, being a little more disciplined as a hitter, and that, you know that's one thing the Astros really preach across all their hitters, and that's one of the reasons they're they're where they're at now is just the discipline they have at the plate is uh, tremendous. I mean, that you know the Astros had the fewest strikeouts in the majors, um, but also led the league in runs scored, which is pretty remarkable. But but Tucker's a guy at 20 years old who played really well in, in double A in the Texas league is one of the young youngest players in that league. I think he's going to start next season at triple A. And I think he could be in the big leagues next year. And we're, we're talking a guy who could be 20, 21 years old, um, tall, lanky outfielder in the big leagues with, with a chance to do some pretty incredible things. And, um, you know, and the, the Astros have been really reluctant to trade him. We know they've, they've made a couple of trades in the last couple of years and they've also been close to a couple of trades, but, but, you know, they were steadfast. They did not want to trade Alex Bregman for good reason. And Kyle Tucker's in the same boat. I mean, he's, he's uh, you know, there's going to be a hole in that outfield next year. And we could see Kyle Tucker join this already awesome and deep Astros lineup at 21 years old, which would be pretty amazing. That's pretty cool, Brian. All right, listen, we've talked about a lot of uh, really great topics today. Nothing too crazy going on in the Astros world, which I think that's all right because everybody, including yourself, deserves a little bit of break from the news and the the commotion that has gone on <laughs> this past season. So I so appreciate your time. I'm so excited to talk to you every week, hanging out, talking Astros baseball. So we'll talk great. to you soon, Brian. Yeah, I look forward to it. Thanks a lot, Danny.